0: So I drove up to 130764 Werewolf Lane. I thought it was an odd name for a road, but maybe werewolves are revered in Alcusborn The house was big and looked like the kind of place where Dracula would rent a room. The front door was slightly open. Making a mental note to speak to the owner about basic home security measures, I walked in. I walked in and saw nothing but dark. As my eyes adjusted, I saw a room about as cozy as an abandoned mine shaft. There was a stale, musty odor, like the locker room of an exceptionally sweaty girls' lacrosse team. There were a few chairs, and over by the stairs, a faded calendar of a girl in tights, holding a jar of mayonnaise and winking, whatever that meant. Right before me was a large chair with warped legs and a sagging seat. Then I noticed that they were the legs and saggy seat of a woman that never won a beauty pageant. When her face came into focus, I saw she had to be well over 60. You don't get that ugly without years of practice.
1: Well, if it's not, slam Hammer.
0: That's me. Don't wear out the name.
1: Oh, can the wise lips, Hammer. I know all about you. How you narrate your life using scripts from old radio shows.
0: That's my original material.
1: Save it for the copyright trial, Hammer. Who are you? Call me Lady.
0: I had a dog named Lady.
1: I had a Hammer named Hammer.
0: What am I doing here?
1: What are you doing here?
0: I just said that. But I think it has something to do with you, Helga, Moe Delon, Synove Olander, and the perfectly circular rock.
1: You may be right. You may be wrong. I may know the secret to the rock. I may not know the secret to the rock. I may be about to destroy Elkasborn, but I may not.
0: Well, which is it, lady?
1: You're the detective.
0: You tell me. I think you know the secret to the rock. I think you're about to destroy Elkisborne. I think you're about to destroy Elkasborn by first destroying the rock.
1: Is that really what you think? Yes. Is that really what you think? Yes! But is that really what you think?
0: Just tell me what you want me to say.
1: Bring in the others, Helga.
0: What are we doing here? Who are you? Well, Helga, we meet again.
2: Do I know you?
0: We want some answers now.
3: Darn tootin'!
2: Should I plug him? Should you what? Fill him full of lead, give him some ballistic therapy, turn him both into lawn sprinklers. You know, because they would have a lot of holes in them after I shoot them multiple times, so their blood would spread out like water out of a water sprinkler.
1: You don't have a gun. They don't know that.
3: We do now.
1: I told you to pipe down.
3: You don't tell Maudeline to pipe down. I just did. You can't talk to my man like that. Am I really your man, Snovi? Both
1: of you shut your traps and let me talk, or Helga will shut them for you. She might not have a gun, but... I have some really sharp toenail clippers. Yes. Nice threat,
3: Helga. So, what are we here for? Who are you?
1: You don't know who I am? No, we just met you. Have you? Yes. Have you? Yes. Have you? What does she want me to say?
0: Yeah, she does that. I don't get it either.
1: Oh, for heaven's sake, I'm your mommy.
3: That's your mother?
1: No. I'm both your mommies. I'm the mommy of both of you. I'm the mommy. My mother died in a freak pottery accident.
3: And my mother fell off a mountain while she was sniffing
1: glue. How do you know? You were both raised in orphanages, weren't you? Yes,
3: but that's what Sister St. Tadpole told me. And that's what Baba Ram Bajorkman told me.
1: Those were the lies I told them when I dropped you off. But I am your mommy. And please, call me mommy, by the way. It's so homey. This
0: lady is blowing more smoke than a malfunctioning jewel. Where's your proof, lady?
1: Both of you have six toes on your left foot, don't you? Yes. And look! I can never get this unbuckled. There, look at my foot. Six toes!
3: That means we're... Not brother and sister.
1: Uh, Not only that, you're twins. Oh, my God. But we just fell in love. Oh, that's wonderful. Twins should always love each other. Not in that way. Oh. Yeah, that's not good. Don't do that.
0: Hold on, lady. Why did you abandon them in the first place?
1: I was a whimsical young thing. Flowers in my hair, poppies up my nose. And I have to admit, I was a little selfish. You think? I thought of taking my soon-to-be-born children with me. I knew there'd be two of them because I was so huge. I was either pregnant with twins or a small moose. But then I thought, I don't really like babies And then they're always growing, and you have to keep buying new clothes, and every year they have a new teacher who may criticize my parenting skills even more than the last one, and they're always bringing home hideous art projects that you have to put up on your refrigerator, and then they start picking up all your bad habits, and before you know it, they're both junkies and working as prostitutes. And then when I finally gave birth, Mo, you were the first, I didn't know that anything could be that ugly... But then when Sonovi popped out, well, you can imagine.
2: I don't think I can.
1: Then I started reading articles about how orphanages are actually very nice places for children to grow up in. There are matches and sharp objects to play with. They get to meet all kinds of fascinating adults that may or may not adopt them. There are outdoor activities like running from pedophiles. I thought... What a lovely life for a child. So I found a Catholic orphanage for Sanobi. I'm not Catholic, but Catholics always seem so clean to me. And a Hindu orphanage for Mo. Not sure why I picked that one, but the lonely, depressed man that ran it seemed very nice.
0: Why different orphanages?
1: Well, I told you I was whimsical.
0: Now, where was all this? In Elkisborne? Oh, no.
1: I was living in Detroit. But my orphanage was in Atlantic City.
3: And mine was in an uncharted section of Nebraska.
1: Once again, whimsical. And see, it all worked out fine. I'm sure you both were adopted by fine, wealthy people.
3: I was never adopted. I ran away at 16 and became an itinerant clown for five years until I was so desperate that I became a radio disc jackie.
1: I was
2: adopted three times, but they all brought me back. The Catholics made me leave at 18.
0: They wouldn't even let me become a nun.
1: Well, as I say, it all worked out.
0: Then how did you all end up here?
1: Coincidence? Yeah, let's go with that. Then one day I heard two awful radio shows, and when I heard that it was my Mo Delon and Sinobe Olander... Wait, did you give us those names? Of course I did. I'm your mommy.
3: Those are your real names? Moe Delon? You gave me the name Moe Delon.
1: I keep telling you, whimsical. I've always liked
3: my name, Sinove Orlando. Oh, eat it, sis. Bite me.
1: Oh, isn't this wonderful? We're a real family.
3: Why did you want to reconnect with us after all these years?
0: And if you say whimsical once more, I'll knock your teeth in.
1: I thought we could have family dinners occasionally. Family dinners? but not too often, but occasionally. You didn't tell me that. You told me you wanted to kill them. I just said that to make you happy.
3: Who are you?
1: I'm her daughter. No, you're not. I'm her real estate agent. No. I'm her lover. Just stop. She showed up one day, said she could fix my pipes. She never told me how she knew my pipes needed fixing, but she fixed them brilliantly, and now she takes care of all my plumbing issues. But that's not my whole story. It's not? Yeah, it kind of is.
0: Wait, wait, wait. So everything you told me was a lie?
2: A lie is just a truth waiting to happen. What? I thought you were cute and very easy to persuade about nearly anything.
0: So this has all been for nothing. You just led me on a wild goose chase
2: heard none of the wild geese?
0: Oh, but I've been wasting my time here.
1: Have you? Yes, I have. Have you?
0: Will you stop that?
2: He looked like a puppy missing a paw. He wasn't tough-talking slam hammer anymore. He was just plain old helmet slog of Mount Pleasant, Idaho. How did you know? His brain was turning over like a 57 Chevy missing a piston or two. He couldn't comprehend that I had been investigating him all along. But it was just starting to dawn on him that there was a happy ending after all. It is? Because he realized that here in Elkesburn, he found the greatest gift of all. He found the one thing that would make his life complete and finally have meaning.
0: Hair replacement therapy?
2: He found a woman with the unexpected sexuality of Susan B. Anthony, and the fierce intelligence of Marie Antoinette before her head was cut off. A woman with eyes big as bowling balls, legs that stretched from here to Montana, and dimples so deep you could drive a smart car into them. And he realized, ever so slowly, that he was madly, deeply, perhaps tragically, in love with
0: Will you marry me, Sinnove?
2: Yet for all his investigative prowess, he still had problems with simple deduction. But very slowly it dawned on him that in fact this ideal woman, this paragon of beauty and budgeting skills, was not in fact the slow-talking, apparently sedated Sinove, but in fact the sassy redhead with the nose of Aphrodite and lips as red as a fire truck drenched in blood.
0: Um Mo?
2: And it finally dawned on him with blinding clarity, right before a baseball bat hits him in the head again, that it is Helga, the humble plumbing virtuoso, the clever wench who really knows how to seductively smoke an e-cigarette, which he has been in love with all along. Haven't you?
0: As a matter of fact, I think I have.
1: Come here, you big lug. Mm. A young couple finds love. Another young couple finds family. Isn't anyone going to thank me?
3: Why didn't you just tell us?
1: I told Helga the plumber to fetch you. Everything else is on her. Well, if I just
2: told you that an old creepy woman that lived on Werewolf Lane wanted you to go see her, would
1: you have gone?
3: Yeah, probably. Sure.
1: Well, I didn't know that. So it's a big, happy ending.
3: Wait, who is our father? (laughs) Is it Daddy?
4: Play Stairway to Heaven. Sven? Sven? You're our father? I don't think so.
1: I've never seen this man before in my life.
4: This is your last chance. Either you play Stairway to Heaven or... Or what? Just or.
2: Okay, fine. I'll play Stairway to Heaven. Me too.
4: Oh, thank you.
1: How did you get here?
4: Oh... Yeah, uh, I'm not sure. So who is our father?
1: Well, he was back when I was a young lassie, back in the days before the rock, back a really long time ago. Crap. Narrator! Narrator!
5: I'm not here. I hear you. I'm above the play. I'm a god in the heavens that you cannot see or hear. The role of narrator is an ancient and sacred one. Oh,
1: shut up, Robert. Just finish this damn thing.
5: Are you really going to treat our listeners with so little respect?
1: Oh, that's adorable. You think we
3: have listeners. You think anyone made it past episode one? My mother probably did.
5: Go on. Don't you want to get out of here? Fine. Fine. It was a wild night in a sailor's bar down by the waterfront in Ames, Iowa. Lady was drunk as usual. Hey! Okay, even drunker than usual. And met a man, a scrawny man with the face of a turtle and the body of a ficus plant.
1: No, a muscular blonde man.
5: Okay, a muscular blonde man.
1: A muscular blonde man who looked Swedish, though he was not.
5: Well, if you're just going to do it.
1: No, that's all I have. Take over.
5: She met a man, a man with sculpted muscle of the Statue of David, the face of some other Roman statue, and the fashion sense of one of Calvin Klein's friends. He was dressed all in black and had the voice of Harry Truman and the intelligence of a guy that could win on Wheel of Fortune. And hung like a horse. Hung, like a perfectly acceptable but not ostentatious adult male. I'll take that. Overlooking a small birthmark in the shape of Wisconsin, Lady and this mystery man had a wild five minutes of passion in the women's bathroom. Then he walked into the night, never to be seen by Lady or probably anyone again. Well, all right. Hey, Ames, Iowa sailor's bar. And I
4: did have the fashion sense of a guy on Wheel of Fortune and the face of Harry Truman. And my private parts are perfectly acceptable, but not ostentatious. And look at this Wisconsin-shaped birthmark. No. Mo, Sinove, I'm your father.
1: Okay, fine. Sure,
4: why not? I knew all along.
1: Really? That's what we're going with? If it will end this, we're going with it. Wait, what about the rock? Narrator? Narrator!
5: No. Oh, just do it. All right, fine. Now we switch to the local radio station. You can't just change scenes like that. Watch me. We're back in the radio station.
1: Which one?
5: The two competing radio stations have merged into W-E-L-K-E-Z-T-R. The Big Elk and Little Kitten. And Sonovi Olander and Moda Lawn have a new show together. The Reluctant Sibling Radio Hour.
1: Oh, I like that.
5: And by popular request by our good friend and
3: new father Sven, here is Stairway to Heaven.
6: We don't have the rights for that. Well, play something. Has to be something in the public domain. Fine.
3: That's what I'm talking about. This is Stairway to Heaven? It's fantastic. Oh, uh, we're getting a call. I wonder who it could be. And you're on with those twins of talk, Mo and Snowback.
4: Their way to heaven is even better than I remember it. Hi, Sven. My life is complete. And having you two wonderful children is just topping on the. <sighs> oh.
3: We're glad we have you, Daddy.
4: Oh, yeah, uh, I forgot.
2: Their way to heaven is still playing, Daddy.
4: Yeah, I forgot that too. But also,. The perfectly circular rock is gone. Really? Did
2: anybody see it
4: disappear? Well, there were a lot of people around the rock, like there always is. But we were all looking down at our cell phones, like we always are. And when we looked up, it was gone.
3: Just like that?
4: I guess. Now what are people doing? (laughs) Everybody's going home. You know, the rock's not here anymore, so... Yeah, so, uh... I guess I'll go home, too. So, uh, bye. Well,
3: I guess that's it then. The rock is gone. Now everybody will have to adjust to the new reality of- Of
2: no more perfectly circular rock in Elkisburn. Are you a little sad?
3: I'm a little sad.
2: Now that the rock is suddenly gone, I wonder what kind of crazy things will happen now.
3: I wonder that as well.
5: Well, I don't. The story of the perfectly circular rock is finished. No sequel? No sequel. So we bid you a
0: fond farewell. And another adventure of Slam Hammer comes to an end. Oh, God. Well, I didn't learn much in Elkisborn. I did find a woman named Helga with an upturned nose and a pretty ankle. If you like ankles, luckily I do. Now I'm helping Helga with her plumbing duties. Reluctantly at first, but I found out I like holding a wrench. The thing I like about it is... Turn around, Hammer. I turned around and saw a guy who may have had a mother, but you didn't want to bet on it. He dressed like a well-groomed laundry bag and was the sort of guy who gets a bottle of hand lotion for his birthday.
6: And now you're going to get what's coming to you. What the hell? A detective storyline and not one action sequence for the sound guy? You thought know that I'd be okay with that. And now with
5: slam hammer beaten to a pulp and all loose ends tied up. What about this self-help group?
0: Where did the mayor go?
1: What happened to Leroy? And can I get one of his buttons? What about, what about, the,
5: yeah. about the... Where did t-
1: the mayor go? Leroy one, and, and I get one of his never mentioned
2: again. And what's with all the Swedish stuff?
5: And forgetting all the loose ends that nobody cares about. This has been a perfectly circular rock. Narrated by myself, Robert... I'm not going to use my own name on this. Yes, Use your favorite character. This has been Luigi Saccatori. Good night and drive safely. The actors for the series are Sam Reader, Alisa Ledyard, Marianne Kubick, Ron Berraby, Molly Rose Smith, Tim McNamara, Kevin Miner, Katie Gary, Virginia Gary, Evelyn Gary, Mark McLean, Virginia Warner, Chiquita Melvin, Henry Davis, Kate Monahan, Jess Litman, Nell Page, Rainsberger, Deborah Anderson, Crosby Anderson, Denise Stewart. This has been the Perfectly Circular Rock. Thanks for listening,
6: uh, Robert. You're not quite done, but you're gone. Let's see. You didn't even finish the list of actors. All right. And last but not least, Randy Reischer. The Perfectly Circular Rock was written by Doug Grissom, Sam Reeder, Randy Reischer, Alisa Ledyard, Chiquita Melvin, Kevin Miner, Michael Miranda, Priyanka Shetty, Denise Stewart, Marion Kubek, and Samantha Shannon sound design by Lewis Reining, hey that's me, and Doug Grissom. It was produced by WTJU 91.1 FM and the University of Virginia Department of Drama with support from a UVA faculty research grant for the arts. Our logo was designed by Emma Scales. Credits for the full list of sound effect contributors can be found at our website rockdrama.org. Okay, now, this has been The Perfectly Circular Rock. Thanks for listening.